Hi, everyone, and welcome to Oliver Wayman's Reinventing Insurance podcast. I'm your host, Paul Ricard. Today, I'm excited to welcome two fellow colleagues, Alex Lyall and Justin Kahn. Welcome, you guys. All right, so let's start with a few quick intros. Alex, would you like to do the honor? Hi, Paul. Thank you. I'm Alex uh, Lyle, and I'm a partner in the Oliver Wyman Insurance and Digital Practices. Um, I focus primarily on life and retirement, operations, technology, data, and digital type issues. So I work in uh, tech strategy, operation strategy, uh, cost reduction, uh, more recently setting up greenfield insurance companies, and increasingly uh, digital transformation type items. During the last three or four years, I've been focused on creating Fulcrum, and Fulcrum is an innovative set of capabilities that leverages our vast product knowledge, Oliver Wyman, and the latest and greatest digital tools and techniques uh, to tackle some of the most complex issues facing our clients, such as how to migrate from legacy systems, which is an issue that I think I hear from everybody. Prior to joining Oliver Wyman, I worked in the investment banking industry across operations and technology for about 20 years, firms such as UBS, Goldman Sachs, and Credit Suisse. And it's my pleasure to join you today. All right. Awesome. Uh, well, welcome. Uh, Justin, over to you, sir. Hi, I'm Justin Kahn. I'm a principal in the insurance and digital practice at Oliver Wyman. I focus on a, a range of topics ranging from legacy technology to product and process redesign across both life and PNC. Um, and most recently, I've been working very closely with Alex on how can we increase the capabilities of our Fulcrum platform, enabling more solutions and problem solving for our clients. And we're calling this flipping the switch because that's often a significant departure from what's happening in the industry today. We know there's a lot of challenges when it comes to technology, and you talked about this in, in you guys' intro. So maybe let's start there. Alex, maybe can you share a little bit about how and why technology is often an obstacle rather than an enabler when it comes to insurance incumbents today? Yeah, I think, Paul, technology is obviously critically important to any large corporation and, and becoming more so in this new digital world that we're all living in and moving towards. We're seeing increased spending from the boards and from the management themes in the technology space, mm -hmm. but CEOs are still unsure of whether they're getting value for money. So we're trying to address that. And we do a bunch of technology strategy projects with uh, different insurance companies across the life and probably casualty spectrum. Mm -hmm. And what we find is that the insurance companies are playing around the edges rather than addressing the root cause of the problem. And mm -hmm. I think that the root cause is that they have too much legacy technology. Right. And every insurer can tell you of a bad migration experience they've had and how they're looking for new approaches that leverage tools that make the chance of success higher, that make the speed faster, that make the process cheaper, and the whole thing less risky. And I use migrations as an example of the type of issue that people face, but the same could be said for accessing data and using mm -hmm. data up and down the value chain, uh, setting up new products, and a myriad of other important processes that just haven't been optimized yet, but need to be. And is that something we're seeing happening the same way or you're seeing the same way in, in PNC and life? Are there other nuances there that, uh, that we should be mindful of going in? We see similar issues on both sides. You know, we definitely see more progress on PNC. Mm -hmm. Part of that is just the nature of the products being so much shorter term. Right. And the, the obligation that you have to the customer is, is already much more customized. And so, uh, you know, it's more of a data play. And even from an insure tech perspective, 
we see a lot more activity on the PNC side of the spectrum. Do you see these challenges being the same across all of financial services or is insurance special in a few ways when it comes to technology and, and legacy challenges? Yeah, I, I think the challenge is a similar, Paul. I think that my perspective is that if you take the life of retirement business, it's the generation behind investment banking. Mm -hmm. um, so if I think about life of retirement, I, I think about the insurers having too many what I call vertical stovepipes. And I always talk about vertical stovepipes. So vertical stovepipe mm -hmm. for me is a system that does everything in the end-to-end -end life cycle right. um, for a policy. So you know, if, if you think about a company that sells a block of life insurance policies, right. often uh, they sell the policies, but along with the policies comes the technology, the people, and often the office building, the geographic footprint, because mm -hmm. it's too difficult to move the technology. And if you move the technology to a hub somewhere, it could be away from the people that are experienced on the platform. So life and time insurers gather a bunch of stovepipes. Right. And, the big, and the big objective now in the industry is to have fewer stovepipes, but we all know migrations are difficult, so fewer stovepipes is tough. Ultimately, the way that insurers should start thinking about um, what they do is instead of thinking about the value chain as something that goes from A to F, and I manage all of those different um, elements of the value chain, they need to be thinking about a supply chain. And they need to be thinking about which elements of the value chain do I think that I bring a differentiated view on? It might be customer experience or customer interface or something. And which parts don't I believe that I as the insurer or the insure tech add value yeah. in? And then where do I go and get those at the best quality, the best price and so on? Yeah. And then yeah. plug them in. So, right. so I, I, I would suggest that as people think about digital and greenfield, they also think about supply chain management mm -hmm. and how they're going to bring the best of breed to their Yeah. System. And your point here is very much that there is a need to shift from, I'm building all these things from scratch in a bespoke manner to here are the pieces that I'm going to own and I'm going to build. And for these are the parts I'm going to partner. And because I'm going to be using a modern tech stack, it's going to be easy to swap in and swap out over time. But I need to be very conscious about what I, what I build and own versus what I, I'm renting or buying from somebody else. And what Fulcrum is, is designed to do is to cut months, if not years, out of the process. We've had a lot of success with insurance companies. And now we're working with a, a bunch of the TPAs with great success to really speed up the way that they integrate client portfolios and migrate them onto their in-house policy admin systems. So tell me more about this. Can you give me an example of where you've, you've seen you know, better leverage of systems or of data that led to better experiences or more sensible products when it came to the customer? Justin, maybe you want to share a thing, an example or two here? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that we're starting to see insurance companies do is get better access to their data. And through access to their data, understanding what policyholder behaviors are and, and what people are looking for. But, you know, we're definitely seeing carriers who are looking to aggregate their data, look at the way that people use their products yeah. and leverage that data to, to kind of have improved customer centricity. Alex, any other example you'd like to share? No, I would just say um, we focus on data a lot when we talk about legacy, but um, mm -hmm. there are modern day things like data encryption at rest, cybersecurity, right. um, limited field sizes. Um, you know, it's just a whole bunch of different things. And, and in addition to the fact that these systems were built back in the 60s and 70s and the 80s, mm -hmm. um, if you're lucky. And um, they were built for products that were quite simple to start with. And as the products evolved over time, they jammed them into these systems that already existed. And frankly, we haven't found a system yet where there's not 
fairly significant systemic errors in terms of how the products and the processes were coded and how values are being calculated. And uh, yeah, the insurers are going through and trying to clean it up, but there's a bunch of unknown unknowns until you go through a migration process and go on to a modern system. Justin, anything you would add here? Talked about the data. Alex mentioned the security implications, which are are significant. I think two more things that I would bring in. So one is um, all the business logic that's deeply right. embedded in these systems. And the other is scalability. But if you really wanted to move to a true cloud environment where you were horizontally scalable, you know, you can get much better outcomes from moving to modern architectures where you have access to some of that that cloud compute. Am I now able as an insurer to run that modern stack and be somewhat future-proof? Or am I bound to face that issue again in a few years' time? I think you're going through a period of consolidation in the life of time of business that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. You've seen a couple of waves of this, you know, 10 years ago and 10 years before that. Mm-hmm. But you're seeing a wave of consolidation now that you haven't seen the scale up before. And I think that you're going to find that even if you we're in an ideal scenario today with a plug and play service oriented type architecture that as you bring in, as you bring in the acquisitions of closed box, for example, you're going to still have to migrate them onto your new architecture. Mm-hmm. And that's going to take some time and some experience and certain skill sets. So I think we're a, a number of years away from that. You know, we're seeing a wave of, of huge valuations for tax, right? And, and especially the direct consumer tax, both on the life and PNC side. These are evidently players that are running the latest uh, and greatest when it comes to tech stacks and have a huge amount of talent there. Do you see the incumbents catching up quickly enough to, to face off with tax? What's, what's, what's your take on that? If you're an incumbent insurer and you're having a greenfield discussion, it's fantastic because it forces the incumbents to think like an tech, and then they get to implement some stuff and, and things start to happen, and it's a complete paradigm mm-hmm. shift. Mm-hmm. So yeah, even a small win can be very significant for an incumbent in terms of the digital space. So improving your customer experience, improving the claims process, any kind of win is a good win right. um, because it gives them a chance to understand and feel how it's like to be an tech. which when you start from scratch, obviously things are completely different. So what happens is the incumbents design a greenfield, they build some stuff, they test it, they implement, and they get some success. And then they start to wonder why they can't just do this or leverage this environment across the rest of their business. Right. And it starts to form the basis of a go-forward strategy. Mm-hmm. And there's been many insurers where we've done a greenfield strategy for them, and the choices and the selections they've made become the, the, the design for the future state. And it's interesting because when you start to do the RFPs for the different components of service across the value chain, the sets of questions that we're asking today are very different than they were a number of years ago. So we're talking about you know, are you cloud enabled? Are you cloud right. native? Can you handle APIs for connectivity? You know, a whole bunch of different discussions. Do you do data? Do you store data in the way that I need to access it? And can I access it quickly? Do you have right. any analytics capabilities? They're all questions that are just changed in the very nature of the question. So we're in a very, very different space now. But of course, you know, Greenfield isn't a new concept. Right. So I think back over my career, and I'll talk to you about wealth management, where there's some big names that you'll recognize, such as Schwab, E-Trade, and others. Um, TD Ameritrade, for example. And these were all fintechs. These, these were all the equivalent of an insure tech right. that was created and they dominated. Mm-hmm. But from the incumbent perspective, they created mass, these, these fintechs created massive businesses, but they were for certain segments of the market. Mm-hmm. So the incumbents then had to say, 
we're still going to retain some of that business because we are a full service provider and we're not just going after certain uh, small small product sets and, and small segments. So they effectively have to provide the same services and they ultimately up their game. And I see the same thing happening in insurance. The larger online companies or insurtechs are creating a path that the incumbents are going to have to follow um, and adapt uh, what they do to suit the needs of the end customer. We also need to remember that different insurers are focused on different client segments. Mm-hmm. So if you're a uh, an online digital provider in the life of retirement space, your target audience, naturally, because you're trying to do automated accelerated underwriting, is a much younger group of purchasers than if you're serving mid-market America. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so not only are the customer segments different, but the risks are different of doing automated accelerated underwriting. So right. um, you can understand how there's a great deal of success from the insurtechs around certain customer segments and the incumbents are struggling to keep up. But in some cases, they don't want to be as digitally advanced as these insurtechs. So they have Mm -hmm. to work out where they want to be and and how to get there. You're saying insurtechs are showing the way of what great tech, great customer experience can look like. But it's typically, you know, any insurtech will be focused on a given part of the market or a given segment. And the, the insurer, the incumbents, have the scale advantage and have the opportunity to modernize and are getting influenced, obviously, and encouraged by what's happening in the insurtech space. Uh, but there's very much an opportunity for, inc- for incumbents to, to win uh, many parts of the, of the market. Yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of lessons to be learned and we're mm. already seeing success. Right. And, and I think that this is a very fluid market. People mm. moving between incumbents in short text and short text and incumbents. Right. And uh, the skills transfer is taking place. Mm. Uh, so, so I think that if, if you spoke to anybody that's been in management for any period of time in the incumbent space, they would tell you that they're thinking differently and acting differently than they did mm-hmm. in the past. And, and right. the, the speed and the pace of change is just dramatically different to what it was five years, 10 years ago and prior. Justin? And if the incumbents can get on that train and, and start to think, you know, in that more digital, you know, way that's closer to an insurtech, they can leverage a number of strengths that they have, right? One is they already have access to the customer, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, a lot of the insurtechs that we talk to, that's one of the struggles is like, they don't have access to the information about what customers want. And that being connected to the customer is so valuable these days. Right. And the other is that, you know, one of the things we've seen is that people really appreciate the longevity and the stability of these companies, especially in the life and retirement space. Mm-hmm. On this front, we're talking about Fulcrum. What's next for Fulcrum? What is the next frontier? What are the big challenges that you're, you're now after? Alex, maybe over to you. Yeah, Fulcrum initially was created to address the issue of uh, migrations from legacy platforms. We built some really good tools and capabilities around that, and it's had a great deal of success already. But we realized that the tools could also address other needs, such as extracting data, and putting uh, unstructured data into a structured mm-hmm. format that can mm-hmm. be used both in uh, processing of client uh, policies, but also downstream in finance, actuary, or risk mm-hmm. management, and so on. Mm-hmm. We realized that clients or insurance companies still struggle to get policies. So insurance companies struggle to get products to market quickly enough. So it takes anywhere between six and nine months. So we built a set of capabilities to do new product testing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We realized that companies don't want to migrate off their legacy platforms they still may lay awake at night worried about whether the platform's processing the policies correctly. So we built a compliance capability so you can, on a standalone basis, take a product, a group of products, a whole policy admin system, or a group of policy admin systems, and go through and do a full compliance assessment and resolve all of the legacy issues in one hit 
so that you can go forward knowing that the unknown unknowns are now right. known. We also recently pulled together under the Falcom umbrella some other capabilities that we had within Oliver Wyman, such as the ability to do hedging of VA transactions mm-hmm. um, to uh, compress policy sets to enable a, a faster delivery of financial reporting, that type of thing. So we have a whole bunch of things under the Falcom umbrella now. And our whole strategy is to try and address the, the core problems that insurers have in trying to free themselves from their legacy constraints. And, and we found that you know we're very cloud optimized. We're super high efficiency in terms of processing volume and getting results quickly. So even if we only have six or eight services today, they're completely transformational for our client base. And right now we cover all of the life insurance products and all of the annuity products, um, but we're looking to go into long-term care and, and we're looking to expand into the group side because we had a number of incoming inquiries around our capabilities in the group space. Which is, you know, we are constantly iterating on what we have, right? right. And, the, and you were talking earlier about, you know, what would it be, you know, is it is this a one-time transformation? And the answer is no, right? Like technology moves extremely quickly, right? right? Like when these COBOL systems were put in place, it was transformational, right? People were doing this by hand and they said, ah, we're going to move it to computers and that will be it, right? And, and now we're, you know, 40 years later and we're saying like, oh, what a, you know, what an idea. Like, you know, the, the life cycle of a piece of software just gets shorter and shorter all the time. Right. And so, you know, just like we're telling our clients to, to constantly be iterating, we're always improving on our tools. Right. We're always trying, you know, new techniques. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But by being constantly iterative, you know, we're, yeah. we're continuously improving. Yeah, that mindset shift is, is critical. The, the continuous improvement, test and learn iteration to continuously be, be relevant. So to wrap us up, maybe any major words of wisdom or, or recommendations uh, you would have uh, for our audience? Alex, I'll, I'll start with you. Yeah, I'll just repeat two or three of the things that I mentioned during the discussion we had today, Paul, which, by the way, has been great fun. So um, the first one is, I do think it's important that incumbents try and get together and think about the greenfield scenario mm-hmm. because it forces them to think like an insure tech. So even if you don't want to pursue the greenfield path, have the discussions. Talk about what it's like to create a greenfield. And it's the same, but for you know General Motors, you know they need to be thinking, what's it like to be Tesla? Right. You know, how can we get to that point? And I understand everyone's starting at different places, but you have to be able to think like the leaders in the market. So the first thing is, I would I would be thinking about greenfield strategies, and uh, even if I had no ambition to pursue it, I'd be thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Second thing is, you've got to work out why you're stuck today, why you're stuck in this legacy situation. Is it because you've had horror stories in the past? Is it because the firm's experienced um, some failed attempts at migrations? Is it because you just have too big an issue? You've got 25 or 30 policy admin systems don't know where to start. But you can get unstuck, not just with Oliver Wyman. There's other people out there that will help you get unstuck. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you need to work out why you're stuck and then try and work out how to get unstuck. And then the third thing is you really do need to think in, in the world of supply chain management. Mm-hmm. I think I think everybody's going to make a shift there. And, and traditional procurement department has to be much more integrated with the business and with the right. support organizations like operations and technology yeah. because it's going to get more and more important that you can bring on and offboard components of your infrastructure very, very quickly and smoothly. So I, so I think those are the three things that I would I would mention. Terrific. Justin, anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I think somewhat related to the, the last one that Alex brought up is that bringing all the right people together in a room is mm-hmm. tremendously powerful. You know, I, I think... 
you know, a lot of our clients, they, they have issues where, you know, somebody designs a product, it goes to the technology group and they say like, well, why would you ever design it this way? Mm-hmm. It's going to be so expensive for us to do. You know, I think if you can get the actuaries and the product design folks and your marketing folks and, you know, people from technology and from finance in a room, like a lot of times one of the big powers of these insurtechs is just that they're so small mm-hmm. that all of the people just are in the same room, often right. literally physically, and everyone's connected. And, you know, by just forcing some of those conversations and being cognizant of what are the implications downstream and upstream of decisions that people are making, I think that, you know, insurance companies can really start to move towards this. And then the second is that, you know, this is not a one leap, you know, where you're going to solve this problem, right? Like this is a problem that you chip away at. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you go for a greenfield and then you're moving things towards it, it it's going to be an iterative process mm-hmm. where you're going to improve on over time. And that kind of ethos of continuous improvement is what will really get you to the right place in the end. Terrific. Well, thanks. Thanks both for your time. Uh, that was really great fun talking to you both. That was uh, Alex Lyle and Justin Khan from our insurance and digital practice and co-founders of Oliver Wyman Fulcrum. If you want more information, I believe that's at oliverwyman.com slash fulcrum. Is that right? That's correct. Great. Uh, well, thanks both for making the time today. That was really a pleasure having you, uh, having you on. For more information on reinventing insurance, uh, please visit oliverwyman.com slash reinventing insurance. I am Paul Ricard, your host. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next time. For more information about our reinventing insurance series, you can find everything on our website at oliverwyman.com slash reinventing insurance. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.